the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Come on, listen to the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Yes, the Mikey Bet Show, where the bookies get on. Hey guys, before we get into the show, I want to talk about Manscaped. So recently they just sent me over the Lawnmower 4.0. And like back in the day, I used to get these razor burns and these cuts on my balls every single time. And I would have to pull my balls. It would be looking like bat wings. I don't have to do that anymore after I got the lawnmower 4.0. I have the smoothest balls I've ever had in my life. So if you guys want smooth balls, you guys can go check out manscaped.com or their Twitter handle is at manscaped. And if you guys want, you guys can use the promo code MikeyBets. That's M-I-K-E-Y-B-E-T-S. Mikey Betts, and you will get 20% off plus free shipping when you use that promo code. So go ahead, let's do that, and now let's get into the show. Last week on the Mikey Betts show, the the ball boys at the UC loved Felicio because he was like always, always like talking to him, always hanging out with him. <laughs> and then my idea was like, yeah, no shit, because it was probably probably his best friends on the on the Felicio. Half the time he's in fucking Hoffman Estates playing for the Windy City Bulls, dude. <laughs> Fuck like, out of here. He's going out to dinner with the ball boys on the road. <laughs> the ball boys are transporting him from fucking Hoffman to Chicago and the other game. Bus is always leaving on purpose without him. <laughs> he just tossed, no, like on Fresh Prince. They toss out jazz. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <built>. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Ah! <laughs> 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 Yeah, sack of shit. All right, guys. So we just listened to the Felicio uh, replay where you can find that on all of our social media pages, which you can find me at Real Mikey Bets. You can find Chris at Chris H underscore mb show that's chris h underscore mb show dude we have a great guest on we actually have two great guests on this week uh well, first of all one's a bonus clip one's a bonus clip because uh well it was supposed to be an interview but frank barstool's frank the tank by the way uh frank kind of was a little distracted by the nets bucks game so we just ended up putting his Nets Bucks um, interview. Live reaction. Live reaction. And uh, it was something else, wasn't it, Chris? It's live, let me tell you. I love Frank. Our next guest we're having on as well is one of my favorite guests we've ever had on. We just recorded it with him. And, dude, he – wow, Chris. What a good guy. Awesome. Um, so, Please. yeah. Dude, whatever. Nice, nice things I can say about this guy. His name is Fred Huebner. He is on ESPN. You can find him. You can also check out his podcast, which I love. It's called Fred's uh, Fred's Views and Brews. It's so hard for me to get that down, dude. I'm gonna mess it up like six or seven times. I'm probably, I'm, I don't know why. It's just so hard to say it so fast. But it's a great podcast. And um, the last again. one he had was uh, he had. Uh, man, I don't want to mess his name up. He had Jude LaRose on from Hot Butcher. I got to tell you, it was probably one of the better interviews that I've heard in a while. Um, so you guys should definitely check him out. He hopped on the show. You'll hear him talk about Sox, Cubs, 
and we'll talk a little bit about gambling and some of his stories. Dude, great time. Good time. Uh, Chris, how you been? Been pretty good, Mikey Betts. How about yourself? How you, you know, been in, how you been enjoying the summer? Uh, summer sucks. I'm a big boy. Summer sucks. I get sweaty really quick. You know it's summer season when you see that rag on top of my head. Um, true. Yeah. True. Don't say true, you asshole. I'm just kidding. Oh, just kidding. Um, how about you? How are you enjoying this uh, beautiful fucking shitty weather? You know, the past couple of days haven't been so bad. Uh, the, what was it? I think the upcoming weekend is going to be, what, in the 90s it's looking like? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we better get that baby powder ready. Ready. We better get the cold towels ready. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Are you a? Uh, do you put baby powders under your balls? Or are you uh, not a fan? Um, you said under your balls. I mean, I yeah, I guess that's the same spot. Because I was gonna say like more like the thigh area, but yeah, it's pretty much the same spot. So. Yes, I think it's a pretty big, uh, pretty big component of my survival in the summer. To be honest, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Uh, anyways, uh, we had, we had, we talked about our guests. So an exciting upcoming episode here on the Mikey Betts Show, brought to you by Follow the Action Network and Belly Up Sports Media Network. Mikey mm-hmm. Betts, where can they find you on social media? You can find me at Real Mikey Betts, and you can find me on Instagram at Real Mikey Betts, Twitter at Real Mikey Betts, or Facebook at Real Mikey Betts. We just started off the Facebook page. We don't really use it a lot, but it's about to be bumping. About to be bumping. Mm-hmm. So all those old people, if you want to get back on Facebook, you'll find us there. And you want to play Candy Crush or whatever game is popular on Facebook? You know how many times I've been invited to uh, that Farmers game? Too many. I'm fucking sick of it, Chris. Too many to count. I'm sick of it, my friend. But if you go to Facebook and you like the Mikey Betts page, you can see the video that goes along with the Cristiano Felicio open that you just heard here on the Mikey Betts show. But Mikey kind of gave you an intro or a preview of what the show's going to look like. We got a Frank the Tank clip that I think everyone's going to enjoy at the end of the program. We also have Fred Hubner joining us. Fred Hubner, uh, you can hear him on ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago on Saturdays and Sundays. Fred Hubner, also a former host at The Score in Chicago as well. He joins us today for Mikey, like you said, probably one of our best, one of my favorite interviews um, of this season for sure. Yeah, honestly, dude, it, we're supposed to go for about 25, 30 minutes, but Fred definitely extended that one. And I appreciate that because when you have, when you have a guy like Fred coming on your show, you kind of get a little nervous. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I always get a little nervous be- before I have a, uh, a bigger guest on our show. And um, it's just one nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I always appreciate anybody who does come on. Yeah. I met Fred at the Mongo, uh, Mongo Palooza. And, uh, dude, just a nice guy. I went up to him. I was kind of nervous. Hey, Fred, you want to you wanna hop on to my show? You know, how you doing? And uh, he hopped on. He was a cool guy. We uh, I bought him a beer. He bought me a beer. And, you know, it was a good time. But I kind of do want to talk about a little bit of NBA before we go into our interview. Chris, how are you liking the NBA playoffs? 
Exciting. Um, it's it's been nice to see a few teams going this far that you really haven't in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the Suns have been doing, um, been pretty incredible. The Bucks and Nets series is interesting because of the unfortunately because of injury, uh, but the series as of now as we record is tied two two. So that one's going to be exciting, as well as the other the other series in the Eastern Conference. It's so funny to me that people. I was reading the receipts today about the Twitter receipts that people said about Chris Paul when he got signed. Right? They were like, "Oh my gosh, you're going to sign this washed ass dude, CP3, too old. What are they doing? Why didn't they sign Dennis Schroeder? All of these like just cold freezing takes that were saved back then." Just to see them sweep the the MVP of 2021, and uh, right before that, you beat LeBron James 4-1. I feel like sky's the limit for the Suns. Right now, they're plus 450, Chris, to win the NBA championship. If the Nets don't recover, I do not see the, Ret- the, the Nets winning it. And I don't see anybody out of the East beating the Suns. Maybe the 76ers. I don't see the Bucks beating them. And who's to say that the Bucks in the 76ers, who's going to win that series? You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but the 76ers can barely beat the Hawks. And who's to count out the Hawks? Who's to count out the, the, the Jazz? You know, even the Jazz are making comebacks. It's kind of scary. We have – this is the first open playoffs uh, since maybe – who knows? Because last year even, we had a clear cut. We knew LeBron was going to win against Mr. Uh, Jimmy Buckets, you know? So this year it's just fun to see, just fun to see that it's an open window. I kind of, it's sad, dude. It's kind of weird. I kind of miss LeBron being in the playoffs because I I can't really hate on him. And that's just pathetic, you know? Well, it just goes to show all his success in the past, really. Exactly. Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like this. And I don't think it's the same way. Uh, When Jordan left, it was kind of like, now what? You know, now now what do we do? Now who's going to take over? Now what's the – who's the next guy up? And sooner than later, we found out that it was Kobe. And then when Kobe was – after 2010, we're like, all right, now what? Now now who's going to take the throne? And we didn't even have the opportunity to say now what because LeBron took that throne right away, 2011, 2012 – or no, it was 2012 and 13, right? And then 2014, he lost, but – that's when Le- LeBron started to take the throne was as soon as he went to the heat. After this, all, all this, it's been 10 years since he's went to the heat, Chris, right? This guy was still dominating. At least he still made the playoffs this year. And I'm not a LeBron guy. Everybody knows I am the least LeBron guy out here, but you got to give credit where credit's due. This guy has been ruining my dreams for 17 years, 17 years. And uh, it's kind of sad to see him not in the playoffs or get bounced from the first round of the playoffs. And also kind of cool, though, because I get to say, well, well, they get to stop that argument. Like, oh, what about Michael Jordan? He got canceled out of the first round. Well, it's like, oh, now you got LeBron out of the first round, too. And that was worse, bro. That was worse the way that he left. He was leaving with five minutes left in the in the game, in game three. In game four, they finally get a dub, or I think it was vice versa. Game five, he walks out as well. And then he does that, oh, I'm going to uh, – I think I'm going to play with the goon squad. I'm like, bro, come on. You know, I don't think his head's 
heads in the game anymore as much as it used to be back when he was in 2010, 2011. And that's got to come because maybe he's an older guy. Maybe he's getting older and he finds other things are important. Maybe he wants to play with his son. Maybe that's why he's extending his career. There's a whole bunch of things. But do you have? Do you think that LeBron is done? Do you think he has an, a legit chance next year to win? I think it really depends on what they do in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I think there's a report that came out that is looking like they're going to look to trade Kyle Kuzma, probably. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see if he's moved. Um, Anthony Davis is locked up with his extension, right? So Is he locked up? Did he uh, get an extension? I, I want to say he did sign, didn't he? Um, it's through the 22-23 season. Yeah, you're right. It's an 85, two-year 85. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. A five-year contract, actually. I'm sorry. Uh, it is through the 2025 season. So, I mean, they could still trade him, but, you know, they're not going to do that. That guy never plays, though. AD never plays. So, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't see them winning a championship if you can't have three full guys that play. You can see that on the other side of the conference. We'll get the Nets. Right. Yeah, they, they got a superstar fucking team. But as Frank would tell you, Frank the Tank, who's going to be on later, dude, you can't win when you got only one fucking superstar out there when you sign three. Because guess what? When you sign three superstars, that means your bench is weaker. And you have there's two superstars out, that means your bench fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, name me two players on the bench for the fucking Nets. Yeah, exactly, bro. Right. You can't. You can't. It's like uh, fucking uh, Mike James. I can't even name the second. Exactly. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. What's that number, Chris? Give it up. 281-330-8004. You know where it is. You know what it is. It's Mike Jones up on the low. Man, you're getting ratchet. Speaking of ratchet, tell them who we're having next week. Oh. Hit him with With it. With the animal. With the animal, Danny Mac. Danny Mac returns here on the <laughs> Mikey Beck Show. Dude, the fact that we just found out that you could do that, the fact that you we found out that's your fucking hidden talent, Chris, is that you could... With the animal. I never knew that you fucking had that in you. And uh, uh, To be I, honest, I, I wasn't either, and then I just tried it. How I can go from this to the animal <laughs> is is kind of beyond me. You made me cough up a fucking lung, dude. My th- my my throat and my vocal cords are gonna be hurting for a couple days now, but it was worth it. I hope Danny Mac laughs. So, yeah, yeah, true. true Danny true, Mac, true. Danny Mac, returning to the Mikey Bet Show next week. Always but, a good time, but. Let's uh, let's get into this week's guest. Actually, let's get into the Fred Hubner interview before we before the Danimal. Yes, kills me. Danimal comes on next week. Yeah, you know we were supposed to have the other Danimal on, but uh, Danimal Junior uh, kind of fell asleep at the wheel. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we got Dan Hampton coming on in a few weeks. So if you, if you guys want to stay tuned for that one, but the real Danny, go ahead introduce him again, Chris. The animal. <laughs> he said, so the animal. Tell us how fucking cool you are. I'm pretty um, disappointed that the animal's 
uh, kind of didn't get us an interview with the animal. <laughs> so fucking dumb. Um, all right, no, I do want to get in this interview with Fred because Fred was. Hey, hey hold on. The animal what? The animal what? Do you recognize the difference between and the animal? Dude, what the fuck did you take before fucking doing this interview or this podcast? Nothing, man. High off life, huh? Just, just got my settlement check. <laughs> yeah. What? For what reason did you have? Are you in a settlement for? I gotta no. hear this. No. No. What does that mean? No, nothing. Don't worry about. It. Something me and your dad know about. That that's fucking terrifying because two Italians like you should not be working anything. I you know that's cool. Mando's in on it too. Uh, three Italians is worse than two Italians, just so you know. All right. If you if you gotta trust someone, Recky is in on it too. If you're trying to make this case any better. You're not making it any better by adding another Italian to the fucking mix. I hope you know that. Unless, you know. What about, what about my buddy Nunzio? Oh, oh, Nunzio. Why didn't you say that at the beginning? Good, good fucking guy. Me and Nunzio go way back. All he right. owes me a few favors or two. So you're in. I'm in. I'm in. Whatever right. it is, Nunzio is a good guy. So we, we're good. All right. Just making sure. Just making sure. But, all right, brother. Yeah. I want to get into this because... Uh, I, it was one of the better inter- interviews, so let's get into this right away. Before we get into that, guys, I want to talk about Bet Rivers Casino. Chris, yo, do, you, yo. do you like do you like gambling in Illinois? Oh yeah. Do you like placing your bets in Illinois? Oh yeah. What's your favorite spot to go? Rivers Casino, or you like Rivers, huh? Yeah. Well, or the I love Bet Rivers, Rivers app. Dude, yes, you're gonna use the Bet Rivers app because what I have is a uh, some free money for you. And some free money. I like free money. All right, so some free money I can the give you right time. now is is uh, if you want to use a promo code Mikey Bets, you can get a 250 match bonus deposit or less. Two hundred two hundred and fifty dollars. Two hundred fifty schmackaroos, my friend. Wow. Two hundred and fifty schmackaroos. That's a deal. Who else is going to give that to you besides Mikey Betts? Yeah, Mikey Betts. You use the promo code Mikey Betts and you can get an instant match deposit up to $250. That's promo code Mikey Betts at Illinois, uh, Illinois Rivers Casino and Sportsbook. So now, with that being said, I would like to introduce our guest, Fred Huber. All right, guys, I'd like to introduce our next guest. Uh, his name is Fred Hubner. You guys can find him on ESPN 1000 as well. But uh, you guys should check out his podcast. It's called Fred's Hubes, Views, and Brews. Yeah, no, it's Hubes, Brews, and Views. No, Hubes, Views, and Brews. Hubes, Views, and Brews, which uh, I just actually I just got done listening to it. I can't believe I can't say it. It's like a tongue twister. Try saying that three times. Especially after you have a few drinks. Oh, dude, I'm on my second one right now. That's probably the problem. Uh, I'm checking out this uh, Pacifico right now. Have you ever had Pacificos? Yes, I have. They're good. I'm, I'm more of a, a craft guy. And uh, the last guy you had on your show, he, he was uh, IPA guy. Definitely yeah. an IPA 
Okay. The guy uh, from uh, Butcher, Jude LaRose, he, along with uh, his his partner, Jeremiah Zimmer, they're actually buying uh, the original half acre. So they're going to be building a, a nice uh, brewery for themselves with a tap room up there in the north side of the city. And uh, they've been brewing out of Miskatonic Brewing in Darien. They actually, they just dropped a beer. They just brewed a beer this afternoon on Tuesday. And uh, oh, really? they started pouring it at 3 o'clock. They're not canning it until uh, it's not going to be in cans till Thursday, I think. But uh, the people that were in Miskatonic this afternoon could actually grab some. We're going to have to check it out when they come out with it. Yeah. Uh, are you, what is your favorite kind of beer? I'm uh, American in pale ales or IPAs or hazy IPAs. and I drink pretty much anything. Um, I'm not a big fan of anything with coffee in it because I don't drink coffee. I never have. Okay. So um, sometimes you gamble. Sometimes like when... Um, Goose Island makes their Bourbon County stouts. They have a Bourbon County uh, coffee stout, which really doesn't taste like coffee, which is great. I can drink that. But uh, I had tried a couple from uh, Michigan Founders, I think it was. Have you ever had those, uh, the peanut butter stouts? Yes, those are great. There's so many. There's so many good ones. Um, There's a bunch of ones uh, every year. There's a couple different ones. Hot Butcher, the one they put out last week, had... um, almonds and chocolate and coconut in it, I think. And that was awesome. I had it last night. It was a great beer. I was listening on your podcast when he was talking about the bubblegum. Uh, I forgot who made the bubblegum beer. But yeah. when he was talking about how when he first when he first saw the beer, he thought it was going to taste like bubblegum or just some kind of gum. And then you realize like it's it's also, it's not just about the be- the taste of the beer. It's about selling the can. And that's what's yep. really cool about Hot Butchers. Their cans are always cool designs and everything. So I feel like it goes both ways. You've got to have a really good marketing strategy to sell the beer as well. Yeah, well, without, I mean, you can make great beer, but if nobody sees it or buys it, or if nobody goes into a store looking for it, sometimes it's the label that gets their attention. And uh, oh, yeah. that's great. Some some breweries, uh, Goldfinger Brewing out here in Downers Grove, they just brew lagers and pilsners and stuff like that. And they have one set can but they change the color of their the g on the label and they change the color of the lines on the can so you can tell they're different but they uh they want people to know what brewery you're buying it from and if you're looking for that they can find it right away See, that's the best way to stand out what is have you uh what's your best brewery that you've ever been to boy there's a bunch the ones around here are all so good I've got a favorite here, Skeleton Key, that I go to, and Goldfinger. And uh, those are my two favorites. And right now, the guy from Black Horizon is probably going to throw stuff at my at his computer screen. But I go there, too. I, I try to patronize the ones I like a lot, uh, often. Um, I've just found one in Lockport, which I'm going to be moving to in about six or eight months, uh, called Nick nice. and Ivy Brewing. And that's really nice. And uh, so there's a lot of nice ones. The nice part is everybody was working their ass off to make nice beer and good beer. And you you like to uh, stop in and see all these places. I want to go to Alter Brewing, which is one of the first ones here in Downers. And then they built a place out in uh, St. Charles. that hold, There's a strip in St. Charles about a mile or two long, which has about six breweries out there called Dang. Riverlands yeah. and the Art of History of Beer. And it's, it's just some great places. There's so many of them. Uh, for me as a craft beer guy, you can, go, you can go to a different place every week and in 52 weeks not hit all the ones you want to go to. One of the one of the best ones I've went to was uh, actually in Golden, Colorado. Obviously, you know, Coors. Coors was probably one of the best breweries I've ever been to. And they yeah. treat you like kings. They'll give you free drinks, this and that. So it's always fun. Well, there's um, that's, when I went, we went to Colorado with my friends. I'm 64. When my buddies and I turned 60, four of us went to, to um, 
Colorado to catch the Sox and Rockies for a weekend series. And oh, nice. my buddies, my buddies are like me. We grew up drinking Miller Lite. So um, I took them to four different breweries around the uh, downtown uh, Denver area. And I bought them, I got them stuff that I thought they might like, not the high alcohol, not the high hops or any of the other stuff, stuff that's closer to the stuff they drink. And they all liked it. They all seem to enjoy it. So. Oh yeah. Do you, uh, do you know how they make the water or do they make the, uh, the beer so hoppy? Have you ever heard how they make it so hoppy? I just know they, they add a lot of hops. There are a lot of different kinds of hops. The hop butcher beer I had, um, Last night had four different kind of hops in it. They have Simcoe hops and Citra and uh, this uh, Nelson Sauvin hops. And there's so many different kinds of hops that make so many different th- kind of things that beer um, that add flavor to them. I usually just know that it tastes good or it doesn't taste good. I've got a uh, I've got a regular story about IPAs. IPA stands for India Pale Ale, and mm-hmm. um, when they were making beer over in Europe they were trying to transport the beer, but they had to run down through and around India to get the beer to where they were going. And every time it would get to its destination, it would be bad already. So they added hops as a preservative and the beer lasted longer. So that's why it's called India pale ale IPA, which a lot of people don't know. I heard the story. I heard the story years ago and I can't tell you how many times I've repeated it. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's something that I'm going to store in my like random facts that I always need. Hell yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I always um, wondered why India was incorporated into the the full term. Right. Yeah, and and that's, just that, to, just to find out that you it's just to go around it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're probably so salty. Yeah, oh it, well, they they had to put they had to put more hops in, and uh, and then the people over here realized that you know once they started making you know um, IPAs and craft once they started making craft beers, they liked the hops. So some make. They have double IPAs and they, you know, they have all kinds of stuff. So you'll have IPAs will have be like six or 7% alcohol by volume. Yep. Uh, and then, then sometimes you'll have a double IPA, which is like nine or 10 uh, or, you know, you can get even more with stouts and go higher than that. Sometimes there's some, there's some beer snobs that say you need to drink it as soon as you get it. Right. You need to drink that yeah. IPA as soon as you get it. I just feel, and you were saying it on the show, actually on your show, yeah. uh, Hubes views and brews. Right, got it right there. Yes, you got it. There you got go. it. Hell yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, that's what you were saying on the show. Is like there's a lot of people that prefer you drink it earlier. I never even heard of that until you said that. And for me, it doesn't really matter as long as I drink it. I can't yeah. drink a whole six pack or a twelve pack. You know exactly. So, well, that's that's why somebody. I mean, people have asked me in the past. You know, I would go like. Hot Butcher came out with those three beers last week. And if I if you go to a brewery or a tap room, like there's one in Downers Grove called Orange and Brew, and he allows you to break up four packs. So I can get two of one beer and two of another and two of another. So he had released three beers. I had two of each. So I had one, drank it last night, have another one in the fridge. I may not drink it for a while, but um, as long as it's lasting, even the brewers suggest you drink it over the first next three or four months. But Sometimes in the summer when there's so many beers coming out, you got to start to back up a little bit. And I have to have these some nights where I'll just drink two or three a night. So, You know who came out with a good idea like that, too, was uh, Mariano's. They do the six-pack. You can pick your own six-pack. I love yep. that. You can pick any. That's one of the best. Yeah. I, oh, I very cool. And a lot, of, a lot of the tap rooms don't like doing that because a lot of times you'll end up with single cans and things like that. But the guy at Origin Brew says, 
there's enough people that like the beer that I'm breaking up. So they'll, they'll come and they'll get singles. They'll do it all the time. So that's, that's, it works out nice for him. Yeah. And it's a good way to promote your beer. You're not just promoting one beer at a time. Sure. Sure. Each person, each person can find something different that they'll like. And, and like you said, it just took one single one that maybe they wouldn't have necessarily bought a four pack of, but they tried one can of, and now they're a fan. Now they're hooked. And that's what I did. I did to fill up the, the four, you know, the, the plastic holder, I picked up two that I'd never had before. One from a bar, a brewery called Whiskey Hill, which has been like in its third, its third generation now. It's a third different name. And one from, uh, it might have been Pollyanna, I think, in Lamont, in Lamont, and also they're in St. Charles too. And with beers I'd never had before. So it's, it was a perfect way for me to try a, a different right. beer. So that's why mm-hmm. I like doing that. Uh, I'll have go-tos. Like if I'm going to go to a store and buy a six-pack, a lot of times I'll buy a Revolution Antihero because I those I always know what I'm going to get. They're always really good. I'll buy a fat tire sometimes. People go, that's not really, it's craft, but it's kind of not so much craft. I said, that's okay. If I'm going to a, you know, if I'm going to a store, um, I'll drink a couple fat tires. And this way, if I leave some behind, I know somebody might drink them. Or right. if I leave some of the crafty stuff behind, I left some craft beers at Waddle's house two Super Bowls ago. And they're still there. Yeah. nobody in his house will drink him. He's drinking his Coors Light. So that happens. Yeah, he's probably handing it to any guests that come over. Oh, you want a beer? As he grabs his Coors, you know. Exactly. There's no life. Yeah. Um, but it's all a gamble whenever you go to get beer, right? It's, if, if you get new beer, you don't know what you're going to get. It's always a gamble. Since we're talking about gambling, this is a gambling show and a sure. sports show in Chicago. Kind of want to talk about the Sox here. I know you're a Sox fan. Sox are yeah. on fire right now. It's plus 650 right now for the White Sox to win the World Series. I myself put some money on it. I don't know why anybody wouldn't. Me being a Cubs fan, I I go both ways. It doesn't matter to me. Other like Chris, he's a he's a Cubs fan, diehard Cubs fan, but he doesn't hate the Sox. Okay. So I put I had to put money on had to put money on the Sox to win the World Series because uh, first of all, I'm a fan, right? I'm a Cubs fan and a Sox fan. Sure. And then second of all, it's it's a good investment, you know. Even if it's a futures pick, you'll make money because they'll go deep in the playoffs. Well, I made I made a futures bet the other day. A lot of people were talking about um, Lance Lynn for Cy Young, mm-hmm. and wow. I think I put money on. And my, I'm a cheap gambler. I don't put rarely. I rarely bet more than ten dollars. More entertainment for me than anything else. It's not. You know, I'm not going to live and die and get too mad or too upset. Uh, today, Germany played France, and. I bet with my heart, which is always the wrong thing to do. I'm a fan <laughs> of Germany. I bet them to win in over two and a half goals. There were three goals called back in the game, and there was oh, only wow. one goal scored, and France won and won nothing. So I lost that bet, but it was only a $5 bet, so it's not going to kill me. And I right. bet on the Cubs tonight. Last night they lost. I, I like them to – I think I had them winning and going over because I figure if they're going to win, Alec Mills is on the hill for the Cubs. I said, you know what, it, I don't know if he can go far. And uh, the Mets, Mets are playing pretty well right now. I would think I think it's eight or eight and a half. So we'll see. see what happens. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow or tonight. Uh, Sox are playing the Rays yeah. today tonight. Uh, I I put them at minus uh, one and a half on that. It was like I think it was plus one twelve. So I put and like like you said, I don't really do. I'm I'm a cheap gambler as well. I don't really do the straight bets, fifty down, hundred down. Maybe once in a while for futures, sure. especially like the big bets. Or once every year, I always lose money when I bet on the Bears. I'll always do it. Yeah. Fifty bucks to win the Super Bowl or win 
the one year we won the in uh, 2018, I put down, um, I think I put down 50 bucks and I, I forgot, I think I won 800 or something. When they made, they, they won the NFC North. Sure. Because they put it down the day after the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So, so it's, that was lucky. So I, but, I uh, picked, I picked Rodon. I put, I put five or 10 bucks, I think, at Rodon to win the side okay. young. And nice. I was just sitting there, sitting there waiting, see what happens. He pitched real well, almost had a second no hitter the other day. Um, so you can't, you know, it's nice to have those in reserve. I think I picked, I'm not a big golf fan either, but um, I use Bet Rivers only because they were the first one that came out. And plus, no one's paying me to use anybody else. So I figured, what the hell? So I use Bet Rivers, and I they had a special that Tony Finau and Xander Shoffley both finished in the top 10. And it was, I don't know, some silly number. So I said, fine, put $5 in that, see what happens when the U.S. Open starts this weekend. Well, Fred, I think you just laid out a perfect ad for me to drop right now because we just found out that we uh, are now affiliated with Rivers Casino. And yeah. yeah, oh yeah. So we are going to give you a nice little promo code if you ever want to use it. It's going to be Mikey Betts, uh-huh. uh, M-I-K-E-Y Betts. Uh, it, it's an instant match deposit bonus. So anytime you put a bonus in, uh, you put two fifty down, you get two fifty back, right? Yep. Rivers is is awesome, and it's local. They've, too. they've improved it a lot more for some weird reason. I was never able to use the um, thumbprint ID until they until just their newest their newest version of the app, and now I can use it all the time. But I I don't know why that was, but uh, it's so much quicker than having to put in my password every time. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? I think it's because uh, I was reading an article with FanDuel. They were having this problem is nobody has ever had a development for a sports book online for people to bet online so quickly, <clears throat> right? It's always been, you know, Bavada or betonline.ag. We always had to use these offshore accounts, right? Or just your local bookie that nobody ever had an app developed for it. So now, now as we transition, people were using like restaurant app developers. They were using all these other developers to, develop a sports book when they yeah. should have just created a whole new thing for sports books so if you look at like FanDuel they're one of the people that started the most the easiest ways to do it but sure. but yeah Rivers has definitely made some, a lot of improvements and they're finally updated with uh with the other the other guys as well yeah so our, foot, awesome. our football show our football pregame last year was sponsored mm-hmm. by PointsBet and uh, PointsBet was a really easy one to get on for some bizarre reason, they it won't allow me to add more money. That doesn't oh. make any sense. It should be the easiest thing in the world to add more money to it, and I can't yeah. figure it out. Every time I go there, they said you you can't add that amount, and it's not allowed me to put that amount in. So I'll I'll figure it all out once I run out of money. One place I'll use the other one. So did you accidentally set a limit? I don't think so. Oh, uh, okay. I would yeah I would never do that. So as <laughs> yeah. yeah, the, so. the first mistake, don't ever do that. No. Uh, no. 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-GAMBLER. Anybody who has a problem, we like to talk responsible gambling here. So 1-800-GAMBLER. Sure. Um, That's the one thing. Um, I'm, I've never, I don't have like an addictive personality. People keep saying, you know, you're gambling, you're doing this, you're drinking beers. And I said, yeah, I know, I know when to stop. When I'm drinking crap beers, I'll have two. When I'm betting, I bet I'll bring money to Vegas. When I would go to Vegas, it's disgusting. I would spend like 150 to 175 dollars a day, and sometimes I would sit and play roulette, and I'd half of that money be gone in the first half hour. Um, but I I was very good with never going to an ATM, always having cash, and then yep. saying, "Listen, I run out of money, I'll hit the pool, I'll do something else." Right. And fortunate for me because 
being around as long as I have, I could have really run, you know, run through, you know, big savings, but I've always made sure that I just gamble what I have. I can afford to lose. So it's just my entertainment money. I just don't go to a restaurant here and there and I gamble with the money instead. Right. That's one of my things I like to say, and I always live by is don't start a hobby that you can't afford one. Yep. And then second is don't chase in gambling. Always that if you lose, just call it, take a loss. Some people have the problem with taking the L, you know, when you take the loss, it's, it's a pride thing. I, I say for a lot of people, I was like, they can't sure. leave until they win something until they lost it all. And you, that's the difference between like, you know, a degenerate gambler and an actual gambler who's like, you know, just for fun. And glad that you're aware of that too. <laughs> well, I mean, so, I don't know how many, I don't know if you know many people, I've known two or three people that have moved from Chicago to Vegas to either bet, uh, to either gamble on sports or gamble on horses. And once they've got there, now they had to get a job at a casino because it didn't work out as well as they thought. And it wasn't as easy as they thought. Yeah, there's a reason there's all those casinos. It's because gambling's not an easy thing to win at. Definitely. And that's why they tell you if you're hit if you hit fifty five percent, you're doing well. Well, you're not gonna be get rich usually hitting fifty five percent. So Right, exactly. You know. And that's what people a lot of people don't understand is fifty five percent is yeah, that's considered a good better. That's considered a ga- good gambler. Yeah. And because it's hard, I, it's it's obviously it's a hard thing to do. It's it's a lot of evaluation and a lot of metrics, but at the end of the day, you have no idea what's going to happen. Even look at like the other night. If you go to the NBA, I know you don't watch a lot of NBA, but I bet money on the the Nets. Obviously, I have Kyrie and KD beating the Bucks. Sure. Yeah, and then you got when if you have Kyrie going down, that changes things immensely. You can't project uh, injuries. You can't project momentum. And that's why I like live betting because live betting, a lot of you could, as a sports fan, and I don't know if you have this or do you do live betting at all? I've done it a little bit. I actually did it last year during the Sox, during the playoff run, I think, or actually it might've been the first round of the playoffs, whatever. But I remember betting, uh, I was just into the app already. And I said, I'll bet the next guy gets a base hit. And it was Tommy LaStella for the A's last year. Mm -hmm. And he gets a hit. I bet $5. I went like, 28 bucks or something like that because he got a base hit i said okay i don't need to do anymore i'm up i'm up 20 bucks just because i peeked in and made a, made yeah, a live like bet 200%. so yeah you can bet i mean you can sit there and bet <laughs> each you do what people did when we went to games in the past you'll say i bet you five dollars this guy gets a hit now you can yes. do it online yeah just great. exactly sorry i was gonna say tommy tommy listella sounds like a good replacement name for uh the nick madrigal injury news today fred yeah doesn't that it would, it wouldn't have been bad. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if they can if they can go with Danny Mendick and um, Lurie Garcia if they can mm-hmm. put up enough, play good enough defense. And then uh, we got they got good news yesterday that uh, Eli Jimenez is four weeks away from maybe coming back as he's you know able to have baseball activities and do baseball activities. And he'll be down there for for four weeks. So see what happens. I mean, they should have enough offense and their pitching's good enough. You just got to make sure that there's not errors and. Andy Medic's been playing pretty well at second base, so uh, I don't know. It it sucks. Next year you'll have all three of them back. You would hope with uh, with Robert Jimenez and also um, right. uh, Madrigal. So that's that's nice to look at. This year might be tough because the pitching's good. The bullpen hasn't been nearly what it should have been so far. It's getting there. It goes in its stretches. Uh, Crochet gave up runs for the first time in 16 innings. He gave up his first home run ever. I was saying, yeah, first home run. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I just every time uh, Hoyer or Bummer come in, I just I start pacing. Even if I don't get up, I'm just pacing in my head because they're not they're not doing what we've expected them to do. And um, 
it's it's not been pretty with those two guys. And then Matt Foster earlier in the year, the whole thing with Larusa leaving him in too long and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so and here's you know, none of the guys. Yeah, none of the guys have really stepped up the way you thought they would. And uh, and then on the other side of town, and you know this, I mean, the Cubs bullpen has been ridiculous. We don't even know who these guys are. Right. And they're shutting people down. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah, Ryan Tapera, the reliever of the month last month. And uh, I know and Liam mm-hmm. Hendricks was for the White Sox in mm-hmm. the American League. But still, it's just amazing how they're able to, uh, you know, step up. And that's great because, to be honest, the Cubs have not been hitting as well as you thought they should be. Uh, they were really right. bad the first month of the season. And then they just, they got the pitching, they got the bullpen going. And uh, now they, nice little run they got here. I think this, the next three games of this Mets series are going to be important. Yeah. Especially, especially coming up tonight, you like to hope they get that one because they got, I think the Mets have DeGrom going tomorrow and the Cubs haven't yes. even announced their starter. So yeah. I don't like those chances. Uh, so you'd like to hope tonight and then Thursday are probably the best chances, but you know, we'll see. Um, it, you kind of, it's one of those things that's going to be interesting to see the next two months on both sides because the Eloy injury can really dictate what's going to happen or what the Sox do at the trade deadline. And then if the Cubs continue to do what they do or what they're doing, then obviously they become buyers at the deadline as well. Yeah, you would think so. But the one guy, the one guy I think that if he keeps pitching, pitching well, I would not be surprised if they move Kimbrell and still try mm-hmm. to win the division. Right. Because Kimbrell's pitch is so good, but you could probably get something for Kimbrell. Yeah, um, I think more I than think you can get for get Chris some... Bryant, which makes weird sense. But you know, Chris Bryant's leaving when he right. gets over. So I, unfortunately, it, it's looking that way. Yeah, well, especially with all the stuff that they're the confrontation that they have with the owners with Ricketts, dude. He does not. They're not fans, and he's got Scott Boris as his agent. Right. Yeah. There's zero to odds to none to have that happening, him staying on the Cubs. And especially and the season he's having. Yeah, yeah, and when he leaves, when he leaves, you'll I mean you'll get you'll get a higher draft pick and stuff like that. Pick mm-hmm. up pick at the end of the first round or whatever. And uh that'll that could be better than something you get in the trade because people aren't gonna give up their top players for someone in the last couple of months of the year. Right. So. For a rental. That's a absolutely. It could always, I can, we could always be wrong. Maybe they'll get lucky. Maybe someone will give them something that's well worth it and help them out. But I think keeping Bryant and trying to win as many games as you can this year is be the, the way to go. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Even, or even keeping, I could, I could understand keeping Kimbrell as well and just saying, let's go for it. And then they add maybe another starter. The rotation is the thing that kind of scares me still. I know they've been pretty sure. good as of late, but. You know who they could use is probably you, Darvish, but that's <laughs> yeah, that's an, that's another story. Why'd you got to yeah. say that one? I mean, well, see, true. And when it's they traded true. you, Darvish, I mean, you guys all when they traded Darvish, you figured, okay, well, you're doing that, so you're just blowing the team up, mm-hmm. and then they all of a sudden, you know, to everybody's surprise, they're playing as well as they are, and you know, people didn't think St. Louis would be where they're at. Cincinnati, some people thought they'd be a little better. Who knew Louis Castillo couldn't get a damn win? He's been pitching right. like crap. Uh, for Cincinnati, even though they're hitting the hell out of the ball, they're not scoring enough runs to win. Um, yeah, and Milwaukee, Milwaukee's made some improvements. I mean, they went out and got Willie Adamas from Tampa. And they're pitching with Burns and Woodruff. They're just amazing, those two right. guys, on a nightly basis. So Playing real uh, well. Yeah, it's going to be tough. They got a lot of big series with the Brewers still coming up. So those will be tough, too. And you talked about the Reds. In the, in the Cubs division, but if they continue to struggle, they maybe try to look to trade Castellanos or Winker. Do you yeah. have interest in those names for the White I think, Sox? 
Castellanos would be awesome. Put him yeah. in right field. I don't care if he can field or not. He can hit the crap out of the ball. What, what was that one? What was that one, Chris? I consider my man of faith as Castellanos hits a homer to go up four nothing, and the Reds are up four nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Probably one of the best announcements of the, or yeah, one of the best uh, announcements ever. Uh, that was probably the top five. Yeah. I like to consider myself a man of faith, and yeah, dude, one of the best. Uh-huh. Right. The only thing that that obviously. Lowers, he puts some in that one. Is, yeah, is what he said prior to that. And the reason why he had to say what he said. Yeah, whatever. Well, he anyway. learned something. He learned something he should always know. And there's anytime there's a microphone in front of you, it's an open mic. Now, yep. granted, you know, the stuff he said was completely wrong. But I, I got caught one time. I was doing play-by-play for the Chicago Fire. I did two games in 2007. I did uh, their games on television 2008, 2009. And one mm-hmm. of the games... Our producer and our director were both off. So we had guys in Denver that were filling in, guys I'd never met before. Fire played a horrible game. They lost two to nothing. And we're coming to the end, the close of the show. We only have like a five minute or not even that, maybe a three or four minute wrap up. And the producer says, what do you guys usually do? And I said, well, here's what we'll do. I said, we'll come back. Um, Chris can do the read. Uh, we'll see the highlights. Chris will explain why the fire sucked. And we'll go, we'll, we'll close it out. <laughs> Turns out the guy in the control room accidentally, while a Coors commercial was going on, brought up the audio, and you could hear me say on the broadcast, "Chris will explain why the fire sucked, and we'll go from there." And we kind of laughed oh. about it. So the next day we had a meeting, and I get a phone call from the uh, the guy in charge of communications with the fire. He goes, "Did you hear what happened?" I said, "No, what are you talking about?" He said, "We caught the last thing you said on the uh, broadcast before you went out." And I said, "I had no idea what he was talking about." Mm-hmm. And then you can actually search it. You can go to YouTube. It's I was out there. Say, I wonder if that commercial's out there with the audio. Yeah, it is. It is. You can go to you go to YouTube. Just search Fred Hubner, and you'll see something that says Fred Hubner tells Chris Doran fire sucked, and uh, it's out there. And uh, yeah, so just because of that, I didn't swear. And then so I apologized to the coaches and mm-hmm. uh, the general manager and all that. And some of the coaches got back to me. They said we were. They go, we were awful. We did suck. You said what we couldn't say. And I said, right. yeah, I know, but I didn't mean to. They said that, you know, the head coach wasn't real happy for a while, but he, he finally forgave me and uh, everything was good after that. Right. So yeah, there's always a, you never know what the, there's always an open mic. You got to be careful. And that's the same, that's what I was going to bring up is at the same time, you're pretty much describing what every fan is thinking, right? Exactly. In, in that effort. So yeah. I can't imagine the outrage be that, but like you said, some people can really take it maybe personal. And well, see, you it. guys are you guys are too young. When when English soccer started being broadcast here, probably about ten years ago, maybe a little bit more, mm-hmm. they would do this thing where they would have a second broadcast and say, for example, Arsenal was playing Liverpool. They would have a fan from Arsenal and a fan from Liverpool in a broadcast booth, and they would sit and watch the game, and it would be broadcast. So you would hear them commenting, and it was awesome. It was just uh-huh. imagine a sock, a socks. I mean, a Cubs and a Cardinal fan right. watching the Cub Cardinal game and just mm-hmm. going back and forth throughout the whole game. That I sounds- think they should, if teams want to do something, they should do add some of that. You know, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, marquee extra or something like that. Right. Put two fa- put fans on talking about the game. And giving yeah. their opinions as the game's going, it, it would draw people. Would watch. People would watch. Absolutely. How many yeah. people are tuning into that compared to the 
compared to the actual TV sure. broadcast. Sure. But we're pretty fortunate because we do have a couple of good uh, broadcasting duos, at least. Um, we do accept anybody that's listened to ESPN. I'm not a fan of Jason Benetti. No? Jason, oh, Benetti okay. is, Jason Benetti is fine when he's talking baseball. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he starts thinking he's funny, which is about every other batter, and unfortunately there's enough people that think he's funny, but I've got masses of people who won't admit it on the air a lot of them and uh, they'll just they'll text me they'll go I can't believe you're exactly right um I know people that are big college football fans and they listen to them do college football and they Mm -hmm. said it's the fourth quarter and he's cracking jokes as the team's trying to go down and score the tying touchdown it's like he just can't help himself right he's a great guy but when him and stone are talking baseball it's awesome it is so good um but because the Sox are on ESPN now um, I'll sync the TV up with the ESPN radio broadcast. I'll have the smart speaker play the game there and I'll sit and listen to it that way. So what if I'm 12 seconds behind or whatever? And I, I love, I love, uh, Jim Deshays. It's going to take a while for him and Boog Shambi to get the, the rapport together that Casper mm-hmm. and him had, but right. uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's good. I like Len too. Len, Len's, Len's just got a voice to speak, man. We had him on what week three and he just, it was he took over the show, basically. His voice is just like XM radio to us. Uh-huh. You know? Now, it's Len's great. awesome. He's so oh, good. Yeah. When he first came here, he first came here, and after about the first 10 or 12 games, I'm saying, man, you know, I don't like the chemistry between him and Brentley. It doesn't really sound that great. But, see, in baseball, you get to do a game every day. You know, you get 162 mm-hmm. games. And so the following year, on opening day, Mike North and I were doing a broadcast at Sluggers. Oh, my. And – uh Len Casper was our guest. He came over. He sits down during a commercial break. I introduced myself. I go, you know, when you first started here with Brentley, I wasn't a big fan. He goes, I know, I heard. And I said, <laughs> I said, but as I said, I said it during on the air. I said, as the season went on, you guys got a great rapport going. It's fun to listen to. And I would listen all, all the time. He goes, I heard that too. He said, it took a while for us to grow on you, but I'm glad we, I'm glad we did. So, you know, oh, yeah. that's, yeah. I mean, you're watching baseball. I mean, I watch, <clears throat> I may miss a couple games here and there <clears throat> during the course of a weekend or something like that. Sure, but sure. otherwise I'm like today, my girlfriend called me. She goes, what are you doing tonight? I said, I'm watching the Cubs at six and the Sox at seven and whatever, you know, I watch Dude, soccer all afternoon. So it is so, okay. Now how does, how does your girlfriend take that? Please. I need, we need to talk about this really. Okay. Well, so, okay. Well, just so you know, I, just so you know, uh, I was married for 38 years. My wife passed away two years ago, uh, almost two oh, years sorry ago. Sorry and when she that. passed, thank you. Uh, we had a thing. My basement has, I had five TVs down here that all worked. I had direct TV on three and cable on two. And that's when I used to have games on channel nine and channel seven and channel mm-hmm. five and stuff like that. Right. And, yep. and she, I, you know, we need, we need dinner upstairs at five 30 or six and about six o'clock I'd head downstairs and she would watch her shows upstairs and I'd watch all mine down here. And uh, because I'm only working Saturdays and Sundays, I don't have to watch games really Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, if I can help it. I'll watch the highlights. I'll catch as much as I can. Right. Read everything read I can. Yeah. Right. But then on Thursday and Friday, I'm not going to miss anything because I want to make sure I don't miss a little play that might've come up that I didn't see on a highlight or something. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not easy, but as long as you're doing this, as long as you're in the business, I mean, that's, you know, it's kind of like, it's constant research. You might work right. a four-hour radio shift, but you right. got to do. You got to. You got six or seven hours of TV viewing and reading and everything in order to do that four hours. So right, exactly. I understand that. that. That's, 
literally what me and my fian- now fiance, we uh, came to a compromise because she was like, oh, why are you watching sports? Always oh, this and that with your sports. And I'm like, dude, I'm doing this for the podcast, this and that. And she's like, well, it's not a job, so you can't do it until you get paid. <laughs> so I finally, now that we're getting paid and we're getting money for it, every time she bothers me about um, listening to my or watching my shows or my sports yeah. I'll be like, hey, this is for research. And she's like, oh, okay, here you go. Yeah. Hey, I said, you're the one who told me, you know. Well, here's what I did. Got a wedding when to we pay were, for. When we, I was, <laughs> when I was first married, I knew I was going to watch the NFL from 11 o'clock or 11.30 on Sundays all the way until you know, 10, 10 o'clock, o'clock at night, night or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So I told my wife, I said, listen, I said, I will give you every Saturday. We can do whatever you want. I have not watched college football in 30 years, 40 years. Mm-hmm. I'll watch a big game if there's one, or I'll DVR it and watch some of the highlights, but mm-hmm. I don't watch any college football on Saturdays, and I've carried that through now. After, since she's passed, I don't watch any college football, and um, that worked out fine. The problem was 90% of the time she wanted to go shopping, so I'd be leaning against a racket, you know, wherever it was uh, with her, mm-hmm. but I told her, you know, the day's yours, whatever you want to do. So you right. gotta you got to give a little bit. You can't watch sports seven days a week. It's, exactly. it's, it's tough yeah. to make it work if you do that. Compromise. Yeah. It's compromise. Yeah. Compromise. Two-way two road. I Freddy found Cuck. out that, that Coles has the best chairs. You know what I'm saying? Like the best sitting chairs. <laughs> that, that's how I found out because it's all about compromise. So Saturdays, yeah, you probably text me at Coles. Macy's, Macy's too. Macy's, Macy's, Macy's has, nice has some good ones. Yeah. yeah. Right when yeah. you walk in, they have a little couple chairs and perfect, perfect time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. What were we going to say, Chris? I was just going to say, talking with Fred Hubner here, and we'll let you go so you can go watch that Cubs game, Fred. I know it's oh, whatever you need. Soon. Appreciate yeah, it. I was going to say, we're having a good time here. Right. Yeah, you, yeah I usually, know the Cubs you, game is coming up just yeah. in case. Well, usually I have the games on, but I, I DVR'd them, so I'll be, I, I can catch up in the first okay. If they score right. a lot of runs, it's not a problem. Sure, so, sure. Awesome. Yeah. We whatever, whatever you need. Awesome. So, Actually, so. a couple of beers deep right now. Fred, do you have a beer right now? I don't. I've grabbed a soda, but I could grab a beer. I think you should grab a beer. I got a fridge beer. right here. Hang on one second. Awesome. You'll like the beer I grabbed. I actually changed my mind halfway through. I grabbed yeah. a different beer. What did you end up grabbing? My buddy sends me a beer of the month thing. I get it like three times. Every three months I get it. So it's 12 beers. Oh, wow. All different kinds? It's two different beers from two different breweries. Oh, wow. So this is a um, a golden ale from Shipyard Brewing in, uh, I want to say it's in Maine, Portland, Maine. Wow. So, um, it's a good awesome. one. I get, so I get them every, uh, every three months, I get 12 beers, as if I didn't have enough beer in my fridge. So, <laughs> and the nice part is they're all usually a little bit lower alcohol volume. So uh, this one's 5.1, which is more than. You know, more than Miller or Bud or any of that stuff. So that's nice. What, it's a good what's one. What's the uh what's the storage situation like? How many fridges are you working with? Four. Oh wow. Uh, Four fridges. I, well here's what here's what it is. I have the regular fridge in the kitchen, which only has a few beers in it. I got a, the old fridge I put in the basement sure. and it has a lot of beer in it. Basically <laughs> that's all it has in it. Then I've got a little one behind the bar. So it's got some beers in there. Okay. Okay. And then I've got a small one in the garage that has water and some extra ex- excess beer. That's just awesome. in case. Love it. Wow. In case I run out or something, you know. Four fridges. I've never heard luxury like that. Well, when I move, when I move, I'm building. We're building a house. We're gonna have the main fridge, the one that's in my basement now, and then one in the garage. So we'll only have three. So. 
I'll have to figure out where the other beers are going to go. All right. Well, you'll make room. You'll find. I think it. so. I think. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. Yeah. If you need, if you need storage space, let us. Yeah. Know. Just let us know. We can help you out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm on. I feel like I'm on uh, huge views and brews right now, drinking a there beer. Sounds like a yeah. good time. It's it's you know what, and it's um it's a nice thing because I really don't drink a lot. I mean, there was one day last year. Um, before I met my girlfriend and I was sitting, I'd sit in the backyard and I would do uh Facebook live and I would mm-hmm. just play music and sit and drink beers and chat. And I did it one time for 45 minutes. I was on Facebook live. I had high school people that I went to high school with from, they were sitting there and they were checking me out from Hawaii and I'm just drinking beers that night. I had, I had eight. Um, but other than that, I usually don't sit and drink too many. Mm-hmm. Uh, only when I'm home, when I'm out, I get a rule only two, no matter where you it have- is. You act, like, you act like eight is too many. <laughs> For that night it was because no, they I'm were all kidding. they were all higher alcohol. Right. They were all like yeah. seven or eight or a couple stouts, which were twelve or fourteen. And yeah. So you gotta watch what you're doing. You gotta make sure you eat. You gotta mm-hmm. make sure you're pad up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you always gotta have a full stomach when drinking. I'm uh not the biggest drinker in the world, but I do enjoy my beers. So I always think that's like you said, not having an addictive personality as I'm slurring yeah. my words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chris, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you back there. Snicker in. But um, yeah, I do like my beers. I like my, I like Mexican beer a lot. I like my Pacificos, my Modelos. Uh-huh. And Modelos, I'm, I'm great. Big, yeah. yeah. And then I'm a big, uh, I like, I don't like, are you a cider guy by chance? No. Just, yeah. I just haven't, I, I'm sure if I tried it, I'd probably like it. So that's why I'm not trying it. And I don't, I don't like the seltzers at all because I don't like the fizzy, I don't like the bubbles. So I only like the seltzers because they're good on my hips, and that's going to be the most soccer mom. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay, okay, Shakira. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These hips don't lie. These hips do not lie. They um, do not. The Mikey Bet Show does not lie. Fred, you oh, got yeah. your podcast going, um, but talk about your uprising in the business. I know we were talking before we re recorded. Yeah. Um, you're a producer at the score, but, uh, talk to us about your career where you got started. Well, it's when I got, when I was a sophomore in high school, my dad did some stuff. He was executive producer of some broadcasts on TV. They did the uh, Chicago Bulls and the Chicago Cougars hockey team. And I would help out in the control room and do stuff like that. But when I got out of high school, two years later, I realized I never wanted to take math or science ever again. So I went to yeah, I went to broadcast. So I went to broadcasting school, and after a year, um, this thing called Sports Phone started. And uh, Sports Phone was started in 1977, and you could, on your push button phone at home, you could dial nine seven six one three one three and get sports scores. We would record 59 second messages. So in the evening, we would do them every 15 minutes. We'd update the scores. Oh, and on Sundays, God. on NFL Sundays, we'd update the scores every five minutes. Because wow. they didn't have ESPN. They didn't mm-hmm. have a ticker. They didn't have the crawl at the bottom of the screen. So I worked there from 1977 until 1990. And uh, yeah. during the time, we did a lot of other stuff. We started doing horse racing results. We did lottery results and a lot of other things. But when I was working there, I worked with the list is so long. I worked with Les Grobstein, David Schuster, George Hoffman. Luke Canellis, Jeff Joniak, Brian Wheeler, who called the uh, Portland Trailblazers for years, Dave Wills, the broadcaster for the Tampa Bay Rays, 
Yeah. Uh, Chris Bowden was there. Uh, a couple of guys at horse racing, Tom Kelly and uh, Joe Mazzoni, who've worked at racetracks and given predictions uh-huh. for years and years. Uh, so all these people that I worked with over the years, Ron Gleason was the, the first, uh, w- was working there. Now he's been at BBM forever after being mm-hmm. at the score. Mm-hmm. So I worked there till 1990. The score started in 92, January of 92. And, um, I got there two months in. I got there in March of, uh, 1992, okay. running the control board, running the board, right. producing, cutting up tape. You got, everybody's got it so easy now. Everything's on the computer. Back mm-hmm. then, we would get the tape. We'd have to cut it with razor blades. I was going to say with actual, together. yep, yeah. literally cutting tape. Exactly. Well, well, you saved, you saved, uh, you saved the, the technical difficulties at the Mongo Palooza. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. There, uh, please call Fred Hubner to the front. Call Fred to the front. Remember yeah. What's going on here? All they needed me to do was fill time, though, when one of their guitars went down or something. But yeah, uh, we were able to do all that stuff. And uh, so I, I worked there. I was I worked uh, doing. Then I started doing uh, updates uh, in the evening. I started working with Mike Murphy. Worked with Murph when the station went 24 hours. We worked evenings. Then we worked mornings for five years. Then I worked mornings with Mike North for four years. And uh, North left. I want to say in June of 2008, and they let me go in December. Uh, December of 2008. Okay. And then uh, after about a year of doing some other stuff, I I got in with the ESPN and I've worked there ever since. Uh, usually awesome. I was doing updates. Uh, then they kind of stopped doing updates. And right. then I um, uh, hosted shows, filled it in the evenings, whatever. And the last year, basically, year and a half, I've probably just been working Saturdays and Sundays. So, uh, which is fine. I'm getting to the point where it's it's fun working, I mm-hmm. love when the light comes on. I like when I'm on the air. Sometimes right. the prep and all the preparation of like watching all the games, reading all the stuff and making sure you don't mm-hmm. miss anything. It can get time consuming. But yeah, once the, once the light goes on, you start talking about sports. That's why you get into the business because exactly. you enjoy doing it. You know, yep. Yep. so I, I mean, at the, at Mongo Palooza, Mike, when I met you, people are coming mm-hmm. up to me and they said, oh, it's so great. It's got to be fun. It's got to be a great job. I said, listen, this is all I can do. I said, I can't do plumbing. I can't do electricity. I'm not a great, I, I could never go to law school. I'm, you know, I could figure out my own taxes if I want to work real hard. Uh, but this is what I can do. So home repair, nah, I'd call somebody. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this is, I, I know this stuff. So, and I have an opinion and it's, it's not always opinion people agree with, but if you agreed with the opinions of the guys on the radio all the time, it wouldn't be any fun listening to them. You know? Right, right. Right. And you yeah. also have a personality. There's, there's people without a personality where it's just so, so hard to listen to them on the radio. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 are, you try yeah, to, you, yeah, you try to be yourself, which is when people meet me, they go, you're just like you are on the radio. I said, exactly. that's the key. You got to be the same way. You know, that's how it was when I met you. I was kind of nervous going up to you. I was like, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Fred, you know, I was all nervous. But <laughs> <laughs> after, after talking to you for a couple of seconds, it was like, oh, dude, this guy's, He's a homie. He's like one of us. Yeah. You know? So I can't wait to just have yeah. him on the show and talk to him. Even well, like you know what it's, me, it's cool. You know, yeah, it's you know what it's like too though? It's, it's it's because in the business, I mean, there's so many younger people working. Like I work I work for about a year. I did shows on the weekends. I would work with uh Black and Abdallah. And here's mm-hmm. two guys in their mid thirties, and hell, they were teaching me stuff. So I would say, you know, sometimes I called the show, you know, the um 
oh, what the hell did I call it? I call oh, the the uh, millennial, the two millennials and the old man because uh, you know I, they're big NBA fans and I'm not. So we talk NBA and I try to read up enough and watch enough just to to hang with them. Um, yeah, and I would learn stuff from them and we go back and forth and it was fun. We had a good time doing it. So I think that's what keeps you young and it keeps you keeps you going. And plus anybody that ever step, comes up and asks me and said, they, I hear you on the radio and stuff. The, the worst thing you could do, and I, I, I'm usually nice to everybody, but you got to be careful because if you're, if you're bad, if you're mean to one guy, that guy could tell everybody how you're nice, right. you know? Exactly. So sometimes people can interrupt you. They can do something. You're really kind of pissed, but you're not going to show them. You'll be very, very nice. You'll be polite and everything. But you didn't bother me. I, hell, Mike. Damn, I was, was just going to say, I was like, no. oh, did, I, did I bother you? <laughs> I was hanging. I was hanging with the guys from uh, 1252 Sports, the guys I do the uh, podcast with, and uh, hanging with Fat Mike and a bunch of other guys. So we were, and plus Mark Zander, the guy I work with on Sundays, he came out to Mongo Palooza. So we were having a great time. It was, it was a tad warm, but it was. We nice. were burnt. We looked yes. like lobsters out there. Yeah, it was, Me and you look like actual lobsters. Look, I yes. still have a little bit of the burn mark. Look at uh-huh. that. It's terrible. I got it on my my forehead. This looks like a tan, but it's still red if you look real close. <laughs> And uh, yeah, then I made a mistake of going to a pool the other day. I didn't make yes. the mistake of going to the pool. I made the mistake of not putting enough sunscreen on my chest. So my stomach is like on fire right now. Ooh. So uh, holding a beer against it makes it feel real good. So, I was going to say, that's, oh, that's the excuse tonight to uh, have a few. Yes. You got well, to talk- keep the stomach cool. Yeah, I want to talk real quick about Mongo Palooza. It was a, it was a great event where... You know, you, we we raised a lot of money. There were a lot of people there. There were, it was a really good vibes everywhere and just really good. But it's just sad to see Mongo that way, just the way that he is. And uh, I'm just glad that you saw how much, how many people love this guy. Even even the fans of the Chicago Bears and just it, it, it was great to see his friends, his family, his teammates, people from who who he's never met just show the amount of love that they have for him. And it was just crazy. It's, it's, it's great to see that. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was a good it time. Was, it was great. And uh, the people, you know, I worked with him for about four or five years doing Bears pregame stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, he was just, you know, he's just a, a regular good guy. And uh, yeah. he would bring us, he'd bring donuts all the time. And when, if there was a night game, he'd stop over at Michael McMichael's and he'd bring us pizzas and, and, uh, chicken wings and stuff like that and he'd always he'd always make sure he'd stop and have stuff for us and just an awesome guy and always a always a good dude and um you know he was a different he's a different guy in person but i think when we would do remote broadcasts on sunday mornings uh during a commercial break he'd go outside to have a cigarette and people would go out there and they would just he'd get you know he was so polite and so nice to him but he loved the little kids and he would always want to talk about his daughter and things like that and uh the worst part about the whole illness, the worst part about ALS, and I had a friend, the people we bought the house from, uh, mm-hmm. the lady's son-in-law, uh, who we bought the house from, her son had, her son-in-law had uh, ALS, and he lived for seven years, and um, the worst part is your brain is still there, but you can't, after a couple of years, you can't talk, you can't, you can't communicate with people. But you're just imagine being trapped inside your own body, and that's that breaks my heart, dude. Yeah. I can't even talk about this. No, stuff. it's awful because it's almost to the point where when something happens, when it happens, it's almost like there's gonna yeah. be a lot of bills, but it, you know it's it can't get better, and it's uh, it sucks. It's so bad. And like I said, he's such a great guy, and uh, 
you know. It's, right. It's, it's so, but like you said too, and you used the right word. Uh, it showed you how many people loved him. I mean, and he, I love him. He's a great guy. And uh, I know Tom Thayer's been over this place four or five times. Uh, some of the other Bears head over there and get get over there. And you saw Hampton and how how Hampton was treating him like he would treat him any other day. He, yeah, he was, exactly. They wheel him in front, and Hamp was calling and treating him the same way he would as if he was on stage with him. And that's oh, exactly yeah. the way uh, Michael wants you to treat him. You know, it's, and that's uh, exact. That's how you know it's like a real friendship and real shit. Because if it was if it was any other way, you know, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? But no, Dan, Dan definitely treated him how he would want yeah. to be treated, kind of thing. Sure. You know. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, there's no doubt. It was great. And uh, I had a great time. They did a great job there. It's amazing with only the one bathroom. I mean, they had the other porta potties <laughs> and stuff like that, but I saw everybody going to the bathrooms. There was never really a line. I don't know how that could happen with all the beer people were drinking. But yeah, uh, yeah it was it was a great time. Maybe they were all sweating it out and it came out through the pores instead of anything else. But uh, yeah, it was fun and the bands were good. I mean, Chicago Six was, was good. The Dancing Noodles were really good. And we had, we had a really good time there all afternoon. I didn't know the Dancing Noodles were that famous. They were pretty good. You know who they should have had on was Sonic 45, one Casper's band. Yeah. That's what they should have had up there, too. Yeah. But yeah. Well, well you know, I, I know I used to work with Matt Spiegel over at the score. Uh, he would produce for us sometimes. He's a huge Boston Red Sox fan. He went to Emerson College in Boston. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a great singer. He's an awesome singer. And, uh, yeah, they, they released their stuff. One, one of the other guys I used to work with uh, does a podcast, uh, George Hoffman, and he does one called Tell Me Something I Don't Know. And mm-hmm. I've been listening to some of his podcasts, and they're great. Mm-hmm. Stories that Mike Greenberg has to tell or Len Casper and stuff like that. They do a, right. it's a It's a great job listening to some of these broadcasters and stuff. And George has been around as long as I have. And uh, so we run into just about everybody. And uh, George was on a different basis with them. And, uh so it's it's really good podcast to listen to whenever you guys get a chance. So, I've I've actually listened to a couple. Yeah, I was of gonna them. say I've listened to a couple. I know the one with Len Casper. The thing with George Hoffman, and um, you can tell I'm a scorehead. I've listened to too much B and B. Yeah. To every, of course, every time I hear of George Hoffman or hear him talking, of course, I think about his uh, mistakes that, of course, were often made fun of on Boris sure. Bernstein. Sure. <laughs> but. George Hoffman is one of the guys that's been in this business in Chicago for for the longest. Yeah, I actually, uh, I want to say it was December of 77 or 78, and we were working on Christmas Eve at Sports Phone, and I was showing him how to run the controls because we had like this patch board where a phone call came in, and we had to patch it in and to record it and everything like that. So that was the first day he worked at Sports Phone after coming up from Southern Illinois. So, uh, and then Schuster came right after that, and he went to Southern also with George. Before before we let you go, I I, I know it's been a hot minute. We did not expect you to be on this long, which is awesome. We appreciate oh, all fine. the time you gave this us. This has been awesome. But I need to ask you about Mike because Mike North, uh, he always retweets my free plays. He he always we we've been we message back quite once in a while, and uh, I mean he's going to come on the show soon too. He's one of my favorite guys on the radio as well. Uh, working with him. Was he a good guy? Like, what was that like? Are you still friends with him? You guys, you guys still touch base? And so yeah. I, I know you, I hear you guys once in a while on the radio. Always. Well, he was the yeah. first guy that re, I, I retweeted my uh, podcast from last night this morning. He was the first guy that retweeted it. After first me. guy. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I he, love Mike. He yeah. is the nicest guy in the world. And he always makes sure, like, people like me, like, small voice, he always makes sure that, like, he retweets me and puts me on his because, I don't know, he probably thinks I'm 
you know, which is nice. I appreciate it all. And it's just well, like, you know Mike what? is and genuine guy. He is. And that's the thing. People I knew would, would not like him and they would meet him. And after that, they never, they never didn't like him. They might not like his opinions, but he'll always give them to you. And he'll always tell you why he called me up one day. Cause I told, I was saying on the air that I would rather have AJ Hinch or Alex Cora manage the White Sox than Tony La Russa. He called me at home. He goes, <laughs> I can't believe you want a cheater instead of La Russa. And we went back and forth for like 20 minutes. Just, he was yelling at me. We were going back and forth and Mike's a great guy. We, um, Mike had balls. I mean, Mike knew how important he yep. was and how many people were listening to him on the score. And when it was came up contract time, he took a day off and he went to, New, he went to, I think it was, it might've been New York or Pittsburgh. One of the two where the head offices were for CBS and said, listen, I know I got a deal coming up, but here's what I want. And he told them what he wanted and they paid him and mm-hmm. it was ballsy, but you know what? He made the station money. He made the station what it was. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was great. He, um, when I worked with him after the first year on uh, Labor Day weekend, he said, "You got." He said, "Don't have any plans for Labor Day weekend." I go, "Why?" He goes, You're, "We're going somewhere." I said, "Okay." So he took everybody on the show, me, uh, the producers, not our wives, not our girlfriends, but just us. <laughs> took us to Boston. <laughs> took us to Boston for the weekend, a four day weekend in Boston on a private jet. We go, we go to the airport, we get a private jet, flies us to Boston, we're hanging around, we're drinking, we're partying all for four days. They went to Fenway. I knew a guy who was playing ball at Boston College, so I went to Boston College for the afternoon. They went to Fenway to see Randy Johnson against Roger Clemens. They go, I can't believe you don't get to go. I said, ah, I know this guy. I said, I'll see baseball some other time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had a great time, just awesome stories. I talked about him on my podcast a couple weeks ago with John Mamola. He's now, he was our producer. Now he's the program director at WDAE down in Tampa. Yeah. The rock, uh, right? Yeah. Down so I rock. talked with him and uh, he, he actually fell in the gutter on the one of the nights we were there and lost his wallet. Uh, <laughs> so like kind of got mugged a little bit because they were coming in at four in the morning, but right. uh, yeah, it was fun. And working with North was always fun. We would meet at four 30 in the morning where our show would start at six. We'd meet at four 30 we would talk for 10 minutes. What's going on? How you guys feeling? We get this guest, this guest. We'll see you at six o'clock. And we met in the studio. That was our prep. He wanted everything fresh. Everything as fresh as you can be. What so time did you guys wake up? Uh, 2.45, I woke up. My God. I get up at 2. Yeah, but you know what? We were home by 11. I was going to say, yeah, at least you're home. Yeah, right that's fucking nice. Yeah. Home by oh, 11, yeah. take a two-hour nap, watch games till 10. Sleep for, you know, four and a half hours. You get like six and a half hours of sleep a day, but it was in pieces. But I got to tell you, it was, it was working mornings was the best time of my life because your, your weekend started at Friday at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Sure, you had to go to bed early on Sunday, but not before 10. You'd be a little tired Monday and then catch up the rest of the week. Plus, there's nothing better than being the first guys to talk about a story from the night before. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yeah, what exactly. you look at Waddle and Sylvie. And they come out at two o'clock. By then, Cap and Hood have talked about it. Uh, Carmen and Yurko have talked about it. Hal Greeny's even talked about it on a national thing if it's important enough. And now Waddle and Sylvie got to come up with something else. That's why when afternoon drive shows can be the top show on the station, I know there's a lot of people in the cars, but it's difficult because they can't go through the exact same stuff. They got to do it a different way. 
Right. And, uh, yeah. Those guys have had a great, uh, great job of doing it in a different way. And they're fun to listen to. I was listening to them yesterday. So, and today, yes. a little bit today, not as much today, but Why I couldn't miss Sylvia? France and Germany. I had to watch France and Germany. I was watching that. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Why don't Sylvia always great? I had, we had, uh, we had Sylvia on actually. Yeah. Uh, what was that, Chris, three weeks ago? Yeah. Dude. I want to say maybe four. I'll always call him the, uh, the original Bulls fan because he was the Bulls oh, sure. fan before, before Michael Jordan. So it's just great. I, I, yeah. I, I think I appreciate that you, uh, said all those nice things about Mike North. You definitely should have him on for Hugh. Oh, I will. Yeah, that would be a good I one. will. I got to make sure that when I have him on, I got to make sure I have nothing else to say during that show. Because usually <laughs> I bring a guest on at like 15 after, another guest at like 40, the beer guest at like 35 or 40. But if I have oh, North on, I got to push the beer guest or something because we'll be talking for a long time. Yeah, we got yeah, a lot probably. of stories. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Stories, well, stories we couldn't tell and there's still stories we won't tell. I know some people are dead, probably, but uh, well, yeah. Well, I know that there's stories from that Boston vacation that you're not going to tell us, especially with Mike yeah. North. No, yeah, not definitely not. No, nope. Hell no. <laughs> Don't go to my grave with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take those to the grave. Take those yes. to the grave. Yes. We appreciate you uh, coming on our yeah, show. This was awesome. All the time this was great. Thank you so yeah, much. Hell yeah. Oh, hell it's yeah. great. Anytime. Anytime. And, uh, let's see my, the only bets I got, I got the Cubs in the over tonight and I got, uh, I got the couple golfers in the U S open and I got Rodon to win the Cy Young. So my money's dwindling. So I got to win a few bets here and there. So who do you like? For Are the you going to put any real quick? I just, I, I picked Tony Fino. I heard a couple people talk about Tony Fino this week and I saw him on one of the specials on bet rivers. So okay. I, I put him and Xander Shoffley to finish in the top 10, uh, and uh yeah, that's it. Every once in a while I put some of that stuff sit that stuff down. Uh I'll probably bet more soccer as the uh Euro tournament goes out mm-hmm. a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Uh goal scores, over unders, things like that. So I'm saying you should throw some money on the white stocks before it goes up and up because they, Yeah, they I mean I I could if you want to on the futures bet. You know, you know what I did last year? Last year I had money on the white stocks to make the playoffs, but it wasn't that the odds weren't that great. I think they were uh uh, they were only like four or five to one to make the playoffs mm-hmm. last year. And I yeah. won, but bet rivers, the casino was closed and I had bet it at rivers casino. So I had to wait and I went and collected it this year. I collected that and I collected, um, the same day I had made, uh, two basketball bets, a basketball parlay. It was Notre Dame last year, the week of the, uh, uh, tournament and, uh, the, the conference tournament. And somebody else, Indiana, I think. And I won both of those, but I had them in my wallet. So I went and I collected 70 bucks. Uh, the guy gave me 60. I said, bet the Bulls and the Hawks on a parlay for the next day. I still have that ticket in my pocket. They both won. So that was oh, a two-team yeah. parlay. One, I bet 10, I won 50. And then I, um, I took the up, <laughs> I took the other money. I went down to the roulette table and I put down 25 bucks and I won 100. So I went in to collect 60 and I walked out with 150. So Hell yeah. that was nice. That's what you call a gambler's fucking day. That's awesome. Yeah. I was, I was day. there for about 45 minutes. That was it. And I walked right out. I said, give me the hundred. They go, she goes, you want a hundred or you want twenties? I go, give me the hundred, walked right out. And uh, it was a perfect day. And that is the example of a smart gambler. Anybody who's not a smart gambler, please. <laughs> Call one eight hundred gam uh gambler. Thanks well, I've again. Done, 
Yeah, the, the worst part you could do in Vegas is when you win early in the day. It's like, oh, shit. Now what am I going to do? Yeah. You better go home. You better go yeah. to the pool, you know? Well, yeah, then you go to the bar, and if you're not betting, the, the drinks cost you a lot in Vegas now. It used to be a lot cheaper. I was looking at the nights, too. The the, the nights have gone up, too, for the, the nights at the hotel. It used to be yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they've all been up. So well, you no. Know, anytime, Fred, anytime you, anytime you want me, I'm happy to talk to you yeah, guys. It's yeah. fun. This was this was great. I appreciate you coming on. We're definitely going to have a recurring guest. We got to get your recurring guest oh, yeah. T-shirt once we have you on. Yeah. But uh, hell yeah, good. We appreciate you, and we will be listening to. You want to give a shout out on where we can find you at on Twitter uh, for our yeah. listeners as well. You can find me on Twitter at Fred underscore Hubner. I didn't know what underscore was until I got on Twitter. Fred mm-hmm. underscore <laughs> Hubner and. Um, yeah, you can find me there. You can find me on the weekends at ESPN 1000, Saturdays and Sundays. And then uh, the podcast, Hubes, Views, and Brews. They wanted me to do a podcast that said only if I could talk about beer, too. So I'm doing half sports, half beer. And that can, you can find that on Spotify, uh, YouTube, through the 1252 Sports Entertainment. And uh, also we have a Twitch channel now, a twitch.tv. So we're oh, all yeah. over the place. They're spreading me That's around awesome. like manure. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, there you go, Mikey. Best listeners. Hopefully, you guys get a chance to listen to that. It's probably one of the better podcasts that I've listened to. And uh, you guys can always catch yeah, Fred. He's is. a great dude, great guy. And uh, listening to him is awesome. So, all right, guys. Thanks again. And uh, Fred, I appreciate you coming on the show as well. My pleasure, guys. Had fun. Well, Chris, what did you think of that interview? That was, was amazing. That was awesome. Fred was a great guy. That was a great conversation. Especially to have him back on again, dude. He's yeah, going to come say, back yeah. on. Looking forward to to having another conversation with him for sure. And and you know, one of the things is, is when we were talking to him, it was like we knew the guy for maybe 20 years. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Right. It was just an instant connection on, this guy's cool as fuck. He's one of the homies. And yeah, just a guy who knows his sports. And uh, just a genuinely good guy. Mm-hmm. But now, everybody's favorite segment, the Mikey Betts Betts. Chris. Oh, snap. And where yes, we sir. where are we gonna play these plays, Mikey? You're gonna play these plays at Bet Rivers Casino and Sportsbook, and that's the Bet Rivers Casino and Sportsbook app. You guys wanna check that out. Or you can go in there in Illinois. You guys can always go there. It's in Rosemont. Use the promo code Mikey Betts and you will get a instant bonus match deposit of two hundred and fifty dollars. That's two hundred and fifty schmackaroos. So you guys put down two hundred and fifty and you get two hundred and fifty back. You guys put down a hundred, you get a hundred back. You guys put down a dollar, you get a dollar back. So what are you waiting for? Why don't you go ahead and use that promo code Mikey Betts at Rivers Casino and Sportsbook. But now let's get into it. For tonight's plays, we have the 76ers versus the Hawks. The 76ers are at home and they're minus six. I would not take the the spread uh, minus six points, but I will take the 76ers money line. Uh, the series is tied 2-2 right now. They have home court advantage. They need to get this dub or else the Sixers are in trouble. As far as it goes for the Jazz versus the Clippers, Jazz are at home right now. I feel like they have momentum. I love Kawhi, but they do not have enough star power in the background because playoff P fucking blows. Uh, I feel like the Jazz are going to take this one. And you can even throw some peanuts on minus the spread. I think it's two and a half right now. I would take some peanuts on that one. If you guys want to move it to Thursday night, I would take the Nets-Bucks game. Uh, this is all depends on the injuries. Let's say fucking Kyrie comes back, which I don't think he will. I still think that the Bucks are going to win this regardless. The Bucks are at home. They have momentum. Uh, fuck, and they might be closing this series out. We'll see how it goes. 
uh, depending on if they win tonight or not. And I do want to switch it over to some MLB bets because we do we did talk up a lot of MLB this week. Uh, for tonight's game, tonight's games, we're going to have the Tampa Bay's uh, the Tampa Bay Rays versus the White Sox. You know, I'm going to take the White Sox money line off this. This is a final. It's finally a good test for the White Sox because they're playing a team that they that is almost as good as them. And it's well, it's actually better than them. And they've been playing a lot of teams that they should be. But this is a challenge, and I feel like at home, this is a good opportunity for them to show them what they got. We're gonna move it down the list. An easy one. I don't know why nobody would take this one. Is uh, Padres money line? It's only minus one fifty-two right now against the Rockies. The Rockies have been terrible this year. Yeah, they're at home, but the balls fly deep in Denver. You got to remember that the fucking elevation. The elevation is. Nay, hey, don't. It's, it's great. So, you know, those balls are going to be flying. Pirates versus Nationals. Let's go ahead and let's go with the Nationals. Both these teams are not doing good right now. They're both chasing for uh, for last place, pretty much. Not that good. Uh, but I'm going to take the Nationals. They're at home, and I feel like they'll have a little bit more momentum playing behind some fans. Yankees, Blue Jays. Oh, man, this one's hard because the Yankees are on the road. Otherwise, I would say that it's a clear-cut dub. Uh, I'm going to go with the Yankees, though, still. Uh, it's a little bit of a gamble on myself, but that's what we do here. We're gamblers, not fortune tellers. We're going to fast forward this one to Sunday because I like that matchup, uh, White Sox versus Astros. That's another one of those, Chris, where you see that this is a team that is uh, is in the way, and this is one of those you are going to have to be tested for the White Sox. Yeah, they're 37-28. and 28. Dusty Baker, that dirty rat. Hey, fuck it. Nah, fuck Dusty Baker. You like Dusty Baker? He wasn't a cheater. I know he wasn't a cheater, but he was. Uh, he didn't do anything for the Cubs, so fuck him. I mean, yeah. I mean, he got him there. He I'm just, not saying he was. Yeah, he got him there, but I'm not he saying just he just didn't. Uh, he just didn't uh, know how to manage your bullpen. That's all. You know, that's one question that I forgot to ask uh, Fred because he was saying that on his last podcast. He was talking about um, managers don't really mean mean much and it's i can't believe i fucking forgot to ask about 20 larusa out of all things we forgot to ask about wow because well, i know he's not that big of a tony guy well yeah you you heard him in the interview he, you heard him talk about his uh conversation with mike north about how uh well i think he had brought it up in kind of i think on his radio show about how he'd rather take hinch or cora over tony larusa mm-hmm yeah. So that kind of goes to show that, yeah, he's probably not the biggest fan. It's a shame, we, but we touched on so many different things that, it, you know, I'm okay with next time, you know? Dude, yeah, we'll have him on one one or two or 17 more times. That guy was, I like Fred a lot. That was a good guy. Um, But back to the bets really quick. I don't want to talk about my man crush. Back to the bets really quick. Uh, Doctors versus Diamondbacks as well. This is going to be Sunday on the twentieth. I'm going to go ahead and take. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Dodgers as well. Why would you not? They're minus. Oh my gosh, they're minus two twenty. Um, but they're plus one forty six at minus one and a half. Yeah, the Diamondbacks are at home, but the Diamondbacks fucking blow. And it's not like their Dodgers are going to be having to adjust to any kind of weather change, especially because they're both the same climate, Arizona and LA. Not really seeing a difference there. Um, time zones don't really change. So there shouldn't be any time lag or jet lag. I got the Dodgers winning this one by a point and a half. 
go to Stanley Cup playoffs. This will be my last play for the, the week. I want to do the Lightning at Islanders. This is going to be for me. I like the Islanders. Yes, a little bit of a bias because I'm a New York fan. New York has two of everything, two fucking football teams, two baseball teams, two ho- uh, two hockey teams. I think three. Three hockey teams. Right, Chris? Three? Two. No, Buffalo. I, think, well, I was going to say, if you want to count Buffalo. Yeah. Well, whatever. I don't want to count Buffalo. You want to count Jersey. Oh, Jazzy. Well, no, Frank would get mad if we counted Jersey. New York also has two of these. Two of these nuts. You know, when I every time I go to New York, you're a fucking idiot. And I get me a slice. All right. Anyways, yeah, we got the Islanders winning this one against the Danimal. The Danimal. Everybody welcome Danny Mac. The new man is Danimal. <laughs> Live at Paulie's. Live at Paulie's. It's the Danimal. All right. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, it was great. <laughs> fucking great talk, Chris. Get Love a you, man. grip, man. Get a grip. Get a grip, Danny. Uh, we'll have Danny on next week. We're going to have quite a couple more guests. We can't talk about it now. We'll talk about it later. Thank you, Fred, for hopping on the show. Thank you, Frank, for coming on for the live stream. That was fucking awesome. And uh, thank you, Chris. Without you, the show does not go on. And uh, thank you for the fans as well. Love you guys. Nonsense, man. Nonsense. This is the Mikey Bet Show. Next week, like Mikey said, we got Danny Mack coming on. But right now, we're going to take off. What are you going to say? I said the kid says nonsense, but he asked for fucking 30 grand in his new contract. Okay. (laughs) My My new agent is a... You don't you don't know anything about my new agent, but hey, we'll talk next season. If your fucking new agent was Scott Boris for some reason, oh my gosh! All right, guys, yeah, we're gonna let you guys go. That was the Mikey Betts show. Appreciate you, Chris. Love you, uh, fans. I'll see you guys. Love you guys too. All right, and we're peacing out. And here's that bonus clip of Frank the Tank. Yeah, yeah Duran like- had seven points at halftime. Now he has thirty for the whole, for the whole game. Where was he the first half? I wouldn't just and I'm pissed because I was literally just gonna tweet you back because you were like, "Oh, hopefully the Nets can come back," and I was like, "Or, or hopefully they can come back next game because this one's ugly." Like earlier today, and I was gonna tweet you. I was like, "Well, don't call it a comeback because, like, dude, they're about to come. Like, and they're always one KD streak away." Jesus. Jesus. Oh, hold on, let me look. Oh, they call that goaltending. All right. Oh, that's stupid. So they're up one with 117 left. Okay. Oh, come on. That's not goaltending. Uh, well, maybe that was. Someone grabbed the uh, hit. They hit the net. Up one with 111 left. Is there a ball? Nets have the ball, yeah. Okay. Fucking A. Kyrie's had a decent game, too. Joe Harris, though, has not. He's been awful. Yeah. And he just missed a shot. Now the Bucks have the ball. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah, the guys had three fucking points. Him, well, they're both in. So uh, Joe Harris has five fouls, man. Up oh. one court, uh, with uh, the forty-four left. Who's ball? Bucks have the ball. Fuck. And Middleton just missed the shot. Let's Next go. Have uh, the ball. Thirty-one seconds left. Let's fucking go. And Bruce Brown took a terrible shot. And now the Bucks had the ball. 
17 left. Fuck. They called timeout? Nope. And they went to the hauling squad. They're up one. Oh, my fucking God. My stomach's getting queasy. Boy, the Nets have just taken some terrible shots tonight. Terrible shots. And the ESPN after goes, Yahoo! You take that New York! I'll explain the news! The books are coming! Fear! And he just saw the commercial, Fear the deer, and he had the Brooklyn Bridge crumbling down. I think we'll be good. I think we got 17 seconds left to stay positive. They had the music video one time with the. With all the uh, the, the Boston the, the Boston text, and, yeah, and and they had like like they had the the, uh, they had two Red Sox stomping two apples, so see the Mets and Yankees. Yes, okay. they, 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 they had a time uh, which Buster only he came out here. He, he, he goes, he, the most annoying people on the face of the earth are Mets fans. Oh fuck him! And then and then he said that he, he, him and uh, the the Boone Shiambi. We're like shoving in the Met faces last year. This year will be fine, Frank. We got 17 seconds left. Let's see how it goes. Too many terrible shots. They better fucking win game four. Don't let the fucking Bucks tie this goddamn series. Yeah, for real. Fuck, fuck. Joe, fuck. Ha- Joe Harris has had a terrible game. Look at it. Look at do, 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 when the but when the uh, the uh, the next ending go. Do they ever show their fans? No. Always the guys show the opposing team's fans. Mm-hmm. Always. God damn it. 11 seconds left. Boy, Joe Harris has been awful all game. How, what's his fucking record? Uh, his line is... Ugh. And the Nets mishandled one of the, seven. the pass. And another terrible shot! Why are they taking these terrible shots off the top of the rim? <laughs> and he had the announcer. The two, the two announcers oh. are here and are dancing. And he goes, hey, New York, New York! Here we come! And he, and he said, we're doing the rest of the series. Fuck him. Oh, my God. Look at this fucking crap. Hey, the they're chanting, New York sucks. New York sucks. And the ESPN's leading it. New York. Well, this is dead, dead. Shitty fucking shots, dude. Two seconds left. Down two. God damn it. Why? I mean, I mean, Brown and fucking Joe Harris, two real fucking shitty games. Two in a row, too. <laughs> and you guys get ahead with your call, say that I guarantee the Bucks are going this series. We hate New York on ESPN. Follow him. Yeah, fuck. And now, I, uh, uh, now Kevin Durant just got pushed down and someone stepped on him. And he's hurt. And he, uh, after, he's, after he's going, <laughs> you called a foul on him. And then, uh, and then, and then he snapped his leg. And he, uh, and he goes, oh, yes, he go for the leg. Break the leg. Yeah. Take that, New York. I hate games. ESPN just hates fucking New York. Hold on, let's see, let's see, let's see. All right, they called another timeout. Do they have a timeout? You give that ball to KD. You don't give it to nobody else, dude. Why aren't they giving the ball to fucking Durant to take shots? The last time they hit a shot, it was fucking Durant. But no, we had to have 
Bruce fucking Brown and fucking Joe Harris take every goddamn motherfucking shot. They're the coldest ones on the team. Why the fuck would you give them the Why would you give those two the ball out of any of the two? And now uh, Durant misses a long three, and they're, and they're playing Celebration, and the announcer's going, everyone, yeah. And the ESPN announcer came down and is like dancing. The two ESPN announcers are going, this is it. The series has shifted. You're done, Brooklyn. You're done. Na, 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 na. As long as we take it fucking next to uh, the next game, you'll be fine. We're going to kill them 4-1. They literally needed a 20-point fucking first quarter to do anything. What a shitty 3-2. Well, good for them. That's the only fucking game that they'll get. Go back to TNT on Friday. Or Saturday. Saturday. Uh, well, Sorry, right, Frank. See you next time. Yeah, we'll get the next one, all right? I'll talk to you. Have a good night. See you.